You're listening to the Faith Made Welcome podcast, a progressive podcast of faith where we look at Christianity from a progressive Baptist tradition. This podcast is brought to you by Commonwealth Baptist Church in Alexandria, Virginia. So whoever you are, wherever you are, or whatever you think about faith, you're welcome here. Please let us know what you think about our podcast by subscribing to it or by sharing it with someone who may be looking for a podcast like this. And we would love to hear your feedback. So please leave us a comment or question on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let's get started. So now you can ask that question, Marty. Do you have to press them at the same time? No, it's good. Don't worry. It's it's doing its thing. (laughs) It's like the clap thing. I know, it's like the clap at the... Mm-hmm. I'm a professional, Marty. I do this I know, every I know, week. I, <laughs> I just was curious why. Oh, yes. Not, not that I was doubting your beliefs. No, there was no doubt. I, I get you. Mm-hmm. Well, Are you a believer, Marty? In, <laughs> in Sherry's abilities? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what this movie's all about, so whether much. you're a believer. believer. <sighs> Is it really? <laughs> We're going to find out. Uh, okay, so we'll do introductions in a minute, but... Marty, before we press play, you asked a question. What question did you ask? Why did we pick this movie? Yeah. Why did we pick Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. to does talk any, about? Does anyone know why we picked this movie? <laughs> I just heard that somebody <laughs> liked the that's movie. That's all I wanted I to know. know. Yeah. yeah. So, Paul, what did you say? You said. I, did, I just heard that somebody liked the movie. Like it was somebody's favorite movie or something or somebody was really into it. Um, but every time I heard somebody talking about this being the movie we were going to talk about, people got really excited. So it was like, cool, I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I think a lot of people just kind of did that. Yeah. And for me, it was just an excuse to, to get Zach here to talk. Yes. Fair <laughs> enough. All about that Zach. was a big lowball question for yeah. you. Like, Zach, <laughs> let, maybe we need to be more direct. Yeah. Why do you like Hocus Pocus? <laughs> because... I think I'd maybe seen it once before we started dating, and I think I've seen it every year since. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Why it isn't, like, I do not think it's the best movie ever, but it does kind of encompass everything great about Halloween. Which is your favorite holiday. Yes. I think that's fair. That's fair. It has the witches, it has the cats, it has the costumes. Kind of, it's in Salem, which is, like, always witchy. And, like, it does a good job of doing that Without going too far into the horror or too far into the campy. So it's kind of fun. And I wish it did better. Well, just get into this. It came out in July and that always makes me mad. Oh. Disney so released it in fan. July and it failed and that's why. It's like a wonder oh, why. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a sequel coming, right? Maybe. Mm. It's a sequel or a reboot and people have feelings. Hmm. <laughs> People always have feelings. Um, Especially so, like a cult classic kind of thing. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. mess with it. You don't want to me- replace actors. Well, they're yeah. already rebooting the Witches movie, that yeah. Angelica Houston movie with Anne Hathaway. Now. Yeah, I, I have like less emotional connection to that particular story. Probably mm-hmm. for the better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the emotional connection to that movie is good. <laughs> yeah. uh, so before we go too far, we should probably let our dear listeners know who's in the room. Because this episode is like a party. Halloween party. It's a Halloween party, y'all. So there's some usual suspects uh, in the room. And then there's 
a usual suspect. There's some unusual suspects in the room as well. Yeah. This uh, is all socially distanced and uh, COVID safe. <laughs> absolutely. So usual suspects, uh, I am, I guess at this point, I'm just going to call myself your host because I'm always yes, the first voice. Own it, lady. <laughs> so I'm Sherry Spiegel, deacon of Commonwealth Baptist Church, among many other deacons. Um, and I have been on every episode of this here podcast so far. And on many of our podcasts has been Pastor Marty, who's co-pastor here at Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. And this week, coming to us from Zoom, though he's been in the flesh for every episode up until this point, now on Zoom we have... Up until now in the flesh, uh, not this time though, Paul Fitzgerald. I guess, I don't know what I am here. I guess I'm the resident science advisor for Faith Made Welcome. I, I like know. that. That yeah. seems to be a, we have a science you know, question. If, Let's if every Paul church had this. a resident yeah. science advisor, things might be different. We might not uh, have needed a, a whole series on faith and science, right? That's not mm -hmm. the worst idea. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. not the worst idea I've ever heard. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and the voice we just heard is not necessarily a regular <laughs> yet, but she is the first person to be asked back who's not, you know... Uh, a pastor at the a church. <laughs> yeah, the, the first person who's not Hi. you, me, or a pastor at the church. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Kelly Wool. Um, I was on a previous episode to talk about Song of Solomon. That was that was a fun one, and um, am now back. I am a member of the church and also sing at the church. Yeah. And I brought a friend. I think we're just than friends. <laughs> wow. Oh no. Wow. Oof, sneak demoted. attack or something? <laughs> yeah, so I am Zach. I am Kelly's husband. More than a friend, I think. Maybe not. Uh, a very good roommate. It's Always does his chores. And I'm a member of Commonwealth. I've been behind the scenes for a lot of the weekly services. So sort of trying to make Kelly make bad faces during the live stream, but... Yeah, and most importantly, he sometimes feeds us after service. Yeah, this is very important. His spiritual <laughs> gift is making delicious food. Yeah, yeah that's, that's more important than the science advisor. I think. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the right. The potluck. Yeah. Potluck contributor. Uh, and my favorite guest today, um, sorry y'all. Your friend. Uh, <laughs> my friend. Uh, the one, the only. Well, I'm going to, I'll let you introduce yourself. Fine. <clears throat> my favorite human. Go. Eric Spiegel here, Sherry's man friend. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Member and council member of church. That's right. Um, yeah, so I finally, like, this episode was basically just my sneaky way to get Zach and Eric on the podcast. Woohoo! To talk about spooky things. Yep. Yes. So from here, it doesn't matter what happens. We've just... Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Um, but yeah, spooky things. Uh, so we have Hocus Pocus to talk about. Um, so other than Zach, is there anyone in the room or on Zoom who had seen this before this week? Me. You had seen it before, Eric. Mm-hmm. When? I don't know, well, probably back in 1993 when it came out. <laughs> the OG. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. But like you hadn't watched it like as an adult? No, I don't think I've seen it since I was probably a kid. I remember seeing it either. You're welcome, first of all, yeah. for making me rewatch. <laughs> yeah. No, I really wanted to rewatch it because I was like, oh, I wonder if A, this holds up, B, if this just is like a lot of cringe, or C, you know, if it's all the above. Or all the above. <laughs> and it kind of is a little both. Mm -hmm. yeah, but. Mm -hmm. 
Somebody said they saw it uh, this t- today, this morning. That would be Marty, 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 I have a I have a full twenty four uh, twelve hours on you. I watched it last night for the first time. So uh, we can I've tell who's good at their homework. And I, I've had an overnight to digest the nuances of Hocus Pocus as a film. So we'll yeah, see if Disney Plus that. came in yeah, handy right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So I because mean, we got to watch the Mandalorian. Like, I didn't know that uh, Hocus Pocus was an added plus to the Disney Plus. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, on, that's on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Though we had bought it a few years ago. <laughs> You already owned it. Yeah. This is yeah. This yeah. is why we'd seen it every. <laughs> what were you gonna say a second ago, Kelly? So I was gonna ask Marty because you haven't seen, you don't have the rose-colored glasses of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> what? What I think? Yeah. What? How many uh, years? I completely did the wrong decade when I was estimating how old this was. Mm-hmm. I was like 20 years, and he looked at me, and I was like, 30, 30 years. 30. 93, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not a full 30 years. No, yeah, it's like 27. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 27. This is important because I am exactly 10 years older than this movie. So it's not a full 30 years. Okay, so the year counts. (laughs) Okay, but Marty's opinion. Go. (laughs) On the movie or like what I thought about the movie? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought it was fine. It was just not my thing. I think it was... um, I don't know. It was a really classic Disney, um, funny, lighthearted, um, fine movie that I just didn't vibe with. Because, you know, Halloween's not really my favorite holiday. Um, I, I always grew up wondering why I had to go to somebody else's house when my mom had all the candy at my house. <laughs> you didn't so, want to do the work. But I didn't want to dress up or go somewhere when there's a big bowl of candy right at my house. So I never really That's got so into funny. it. So you're not sense? a big Halloween person then? No. Okay. Interesting. You would have been the person that all of the Salem kids were like, oh, he's he doesn't believe. He's not a believer. <laughs> Um, yeah. um, you so also was, like horror movies, right? Well, if I, I like enjoy them with people, but I did yeah. watch this movie by myself, so that's mm. that's probably uh, one strike I had against me. Right, I think so. Uh, Paul, you also watched it. Did you watch it alone, or did Shauna watch with you? Shauna watched it with me. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, what's the question? Shauna's what are my thoughts wife. on this? Uh, uh, camp. It's camp. It's campy, you know. But I mean, it was the early '90s in a lighthearted slash comedy slash kind of whatever film. Um, any Halloween movie that's released in July is going to be a little campy, I think, <laughs> just <laughs> just because of the timing of it. But um, has it aged well? I don't know. I mean, if if this movie was filmed today, how would it would it be different? Of, of course, I think it would. You know, because. Filmmaking and technology has come a long way. It's a extraordinarily uh, vibrant reflection of what movies in the early '90s were like. Were like, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you know, because if you were if you were watching films in the '90s, I was 22 at the time. You know, I think it might be the oldest one in the room here. Um, uh, I was like, "Yep, that's what movies were like," and they were they were just campy with you know, uh, you know, which is on wire. Riding around on <laughs> brooms and being campy, and you know, techno music in the background, a lot of synthesizer work, you know, explosions that were kind of camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a campy film, and I, 
I, I was, it's like, wow, this is campy. But, you know, thinking about it, it's like, I think it was meant to be campy. I mean, it, I mean, it was never meant to be a serious piece. I mean, it was right. always going to be campy. It's a Disney film. It's a film for kids because you want to have a, a good Halloween story, but you don't want to actually, God, scare anybody because, I mean, you want to you elicit some wonder and some curiosity and some, you know, uh, a little hero's journey in here you know mm-hmm. sort of came in maybe that's another strike i had against me i was watching it thinking what am i going to say on this podcast about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> you were doing it like it was homework More is it less. a good I film think if i, I watched mean, it with people it might be a different yeah i mean this this movie has no chance of an oscar i mean there's zero i mean zero chance but i don't think there ever was a chance at that i mean i don't think that was made for you know, but if you if you if you look at the the credits, I mean, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica, a young Sarah Jessica Parker, you a know? hot Sarah Jessica Parker, according to my man friend Eric. Okay, yeah, okay. I think, I'll I let think him this, speak to that. This movie was like independently. Like Sarah Jessica Parker in this movie, like awakened something in me <laughs> when, I, when I was like eleven years old. <laughs> uh, but it was it was interesting, you know. I mean, about a week or so ago, we watched Fright Night, and I had never seen that one, so I watched Ooh. Fright Night for the first yeah. time. And, you know, and and Sean was like, "It's really campy. It's really campy." I'm like, yeah, we'll watch it anyway. And so this is like two campy ones in the in a row for me. So, um, did I like it? Yeah, it's fun. You know, uh, it's a movie. You don't have to think about it. It sort of does its thing in front of you, and you sort of watch, and you don't have to pay like super close attention to it to sort of keep track of yeah <laughs> of what of what's going on. But you know, there was some there were some really interesting themes in it. You know that 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 come up. I mean, the bond between the brother and the sister was tight. Yeah. And they kept coming back to that over and over again. It was one of the themes of the movie. So I thought it was it was interesting, you know. Yeah. Zach, what were um, you gonna say? I would say it's very clear, at least to me, that the three witches, the actresses, are having a lot of fun oh, with yeah. their roles, yeah. and just there's just doing whatever they want, and like it's no holds bars. They're not yeah. trying to be an actor. They're just. <laughs> <laughs> screaming and being dramatic and yeah when, when there's fun. a book bound in human flesh and a boiling cauldron of stuff you know yeah. it's like you can only act so much on top of that without going into Canfield. right well and it seems like there's a lot of self-awareness like the film knows what it yeah. is um yeah yep. and it also i think knows what other horror films look like yeah and it also knows what like high school dramas or dramedies look like right um so, I always love books or books and movies, any of them that lean hard into like a, a we know that we're part of this genre. Now we're going to take the tropes of this genre, but maybe do something a little different with them or make fun of those tropes. It's why I like Jane the Virgin so much mm-hmm. because it knows exactly what it is and then we'll like kind yeah, of make fun of it. Yeah, yeah, but also brings out like what you love about the genre too. You can make mm-hmm. fun of it and in making fun of it you remember like why it makes you happy. Cabin in the Woods does a kind of a similar yes. thing mm-hmm. for, for the horror genre. I don't like scary movies. Loved Cabin in the Woods because Same. it was like a, a just a genre take of sorts. Yeah, that yeah was smart. exactly. Well, and so like I think Eric watches a lot more horror movies than me which means I haven't in a while because mm-hmm. of me. <laughs> Too so, so, I'm, so I'm a little so I'm a little behind on like the last like 10 or 15 years of like the quality horror films but I did watch a lot as a kid and teenager well you used to quote like Bruce Campbell pretty regularly yeah Evil Dead and Army of yeah. Darkness was like a yeah I, I was gonna say Evil Dead is right down the exact same lane as, as oh, this yeah, film exactly. you know uh-huh. it's right down the same lane so 
Like, why are we into this kind of movie? Not necessarily we specifically, but like, why are people into them? And then why would like a movie like Hocus Pocus kind of like play with these horror films that we love, but in this campy kind of way? So when I think of Halloween, because I was I was reflecting back to my childhood and what we would do around the holiday, and I lived on a subdivision that was basically like a big hill. So somebody would get a trailer and hitch it up to a big truck, and they would get all the kids in the neighborhood to meet at the top of the hill. We'd pile on, drive down to the bottom, and then the trailer would take us up, and we would knock on like 25 houses. And then at the top, there would be a big party for everybody. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, the adults would th- do their thing, but we would just run around this big yard and cause mayhem and have a grand old time, eat too much candy. And I remember my mom doing, like, handmade costumes for me. This was pre-my twin sisters. Mm-hmm. So she still had time and energy. But she she once undertook making a butterfly costume I was maybe like four, but I just remember felt cloth all over the kitchen, everywhere, in pink and purple circles. And it was a baller costume. Like, it looked great. There are some solid pictures of this, but like, I think of my parents helping me put together a costume, me with a giant imagination, loving to be a unicorn or a dog. I, really into the animals shock (laughs) if I could be not a human that was ideal and then this like neighborhood community thing which I don't know if I've had a similar kind of community in that way since because you know once you become an adult you move around a lot so I associate Halloween with both like imagination the like fun candy over the topness but then also this like coming together of a neighborhood So Halloween is community in a lot of ways for you. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Did you trick-or-treat around your neighborhood? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though, well, it's not as much. My neighborhood, we were built like a V, and our house at the bottom of a hill, so either way it was like a half mile uphill. (laughs) You had to work for your candy. Yeah. (laughs) We got a tractor. I think for me it's just I've always been into the spooky things. Not the horror, but like the magic goblins, et cetera, because of, well, Harry Potter. To be honest, mm-hmm. I was the perfect age because I'm the youngest one here. So I was the perfect age for like when Harry Potter came out to really be targeted hits. So like that kind of started for the next 20 years of fantasy mm-hmm. and magic. Mm-hmm. So Halloween is kind of the time when you can bring out the things that are normally up in your house being put on the outside of your house and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thinks it's weird. <laughs> you can fly your spooky flag. Mm-hmm. 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 And pumpkins are in season. Pumpkins are always good. Pumpkins are the best, yeah. I mean, we our wedding anniversary is 11 days before Halloween. Yeah, we planned it that way. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, you trick-or-treated, right? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen costumes. You were adorable. Yeah. Ooh. <clears throat> what kind? What was your go-to costume? Uh, I think I was Mario one year. Nice. I think I was a prisoner one year. <laughs> Concerned? I don't know. Yeah, I, well, even with, like, the... You know, the, the melted cork fake beard mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we definitely trick-or-treated every year, you know, for a while. Always, like, pushed it, like, oh, do I have to, do I really have to wait till sundown? Can I just go ahead and go now, like, right after school, two, mm-hmm. two, three, 3.30 in the afternoon? Or, you know, we would get really bummed if we had, if it was chilly, and so we would have to wear a coat, 
Virginia, way to ruin oh, Halloween yeah. costumes. But no, but I mean, like, you know, but but it's funny because you know I went trick or treating all the time as a kid, but like as an adult, I freaking hate. Halloween parties and the idea of like having to dress up for a Halloween party like why what changed I don't know I think maybe I got more self-conscious mm, or mm-hmm. yeah it's like and yet you would dress up for Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah I did dress up mm. for Rocky we're, we're dressing up for Rocky it's so weird because so because Rocky and Halloween are so intertwined right um uh, but dressing up for Rocky felt like dressing up for like a show, like I was actually on stage. Hmm. It's different. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the performative aspect maybe feels a little different. There's no script yeah. for a Halloween party. Yeah. You're like still yeah. yourself, but not dressed as yourself. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And so, Marty, you were begrudgingly going to other people's houses collecting candy. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to, I, I'd, I think my memories of trick or treating were. Just making sure that I get to go with my friends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I had to go to, with a certain group of my friends. Um, and I'm sure I was a Jedi at one of those. Yes. <laughs> Star Wars was my life back nice. then. Nice. Back um, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, way back then. We so long ago. Not currently. Not, not, not currently, now. No. Um, so, I don't know. We were more into... I don't know what they call it now. We called it rolling yards, where we throw the toilet paper in the yards mm, and uh-huh. roll the trees and stuff. Um, I heard that it's called different things in different places. But it's in Mississippi, it was mm. rolling yards. Hmm. And we were more into that than we were. And I never really went to costume parties. I, yeah. I And, yeah, that wouldn't be my thing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Marty. You have a couple of you have a couple of kids, though. Do they do Halloween stuff this year? Oh yeah, they're. I mean, are yeah, they all in? Like when Gabe was a little bit younger, like January first, he would start thinking about his Aww. Halloween costume. That's so cute. And like they were, they were all into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're getting older and they're kind of figuring things out. And they're like, I, I think they would do it if we could go trick or treating in 2020. But we're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. They would definitely be dressed up and. Hitting mm-hmm. all the, they're like, can we go to the, the rich neighborhoods full right. bars, man. Those full bars. for the fur bars mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. And, Did know. the Simpsons make Reese's. that a thing? The idea of full bars is it? Like it must be because my know. kids watch the Sim- Simpsons <laughs> religiously. And so and, yeah, yeah. I also think it's just instinctual. Like the bigger the house and the decorations, the better the hall's gonna be. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, Obviously. for sure, yeah, for sure. Paul, did you trick or treat? Oh yeah, absolutely. So. um this is back in the in the seventies, early eighties, you know, and uh, we were right in the middle of a of a midwestern midwestern block, you know, with uh, a lot of kids on it, and um, for some strange reason, I remember that Halloween Halloween night was always a strangely warm and balmy clear night without rain and things like that. So we always had weather on our side, and this is the day when you would. Uh, think about what you wanted to do or be for Halloween, and you would get kind of this weird-smelling vinyl costume and <laughs> sheathe yourself like a in it, you know. And you yeah. had this mask that you that came with it that you sort of put on that was who knows what 
Batman. And I always thought it was so uncomfortable to put on a costume. Oh, like, it's so completely uncomfortable, right? It sticks to you. It sticks to you. My unicorn been... costume had like sweatpants. Well, not <laughs> all of us had mothers who sewed them. <laughs> yeah, so, not all enough. of us did. So you know, I had the experience that uh, that Eric talked about. So it's like you you have this vinyl costume on, and it's pretty uncomfortable by itself, and you're kind of sweating on the inside of it. But you really need to be Batman or whomever. And then it's like you have your coat on over it. It's like the stupidest thing. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going as Batman this year. I'm going as like slightly chilly Batman. Slightly <laughs> chilly. There's that meme going around from the new Batman movie because Robert Pattinson is Batman and he has a coat oh, yeah. on him. So it's like when it's too chilly, when your mom makes you wear a coat when you're going outside. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. So that was Paul. I like I trick or treated or whatever, but um, I basically was only allowed to be one of two things uh, mm. because like my parents were not going to spend money on. Uh, like costumes, I guess. Mm. So I could either be a witch because I already had the hat. Um, not because I just had one, but because we bought it one year and it was an investment. Um, or I could be a cat because the only thing you need to be a cat is like your dad's yes. black sock with some other socks stuffed in it, right? Like, um, so it was like those two things. And my brother was all these different things, like random things that mostly he could figure out how to do with my dad's closet. But hmm. for whatever reason, I think I just wasn't a creative little girl. Um, so I was always a witch or a black cat, mm. which is basically the same thing. Except one year, I was a California raisin. Yeah, because that's all you need is a trash bag. We had loads of those. <laughs> but it was interesting. But, I mean, and, you're, you're a much more creative adult, I think. Yeah, I would be great at costumes, but I'm married to somebody who hates costume parties. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I'm interested in like trick or treating and things like that because I was really like I wasn't super into it, but then my parents started going uh, to a pretty conservative church, and mm. then that was when I learned that there was like this weird tension between some Christian communities and yeah. Halloween. Did anyone have like a conflict of? church community and yeah like wanting to go out trick-or-treating mm. yeah like well i mean marty you grew up in kind of in a southern baptist household was there much of was there a, a yeah like a, a lot of you can't be a good christian and also and... celebrate halloween right like it was like the church trying to figure out how to be somewhat part of the community without being part of the community mm-hmm Whoa. Um, mm. So like trunk or treats in the world, did not you, of it. Yeah. Did you go to a Holy Ghost weenie roast? What uh, <laughs> exactly? No. Nah. <laughs> we'll hear about that. Anyway, Holy Ghost. That sounds weenie. painful. That sounds Good. worse than anything gracious. that they think Halloween is. We what? went to Judgment <laughs> Houses. Those were Christian. Ooh, those, that what? Sounds, that sounds a creepy. Judgment House sounds worse than a Holy Ghost. Judgment. I mean, every time I wake up in the morning, we're in a Christian haunted house. Oh, how does that work? Well, like you know, there's like there's like a room that's like. You know, a, an abortion gone wrong or something. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, ours no. was all about um, teenagers drinking and yeah. going wild <laughs> and then having <laughs> as, a car as crash. As oh, and oh. then at the end. Rachel Held Evans talks about this. Yes, and then at the end scene, you you don't know if they, they're in heaven or not because you don't know because of their lifestyle if they were safe. Oof. 
Wow. That yeah. would have, I'm really and glad so we didn't do like that a, because that would have traumatized me. Yeah. I had yeah. too much of a like, that imagination thing projected into afterlife would have been. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And at, at this house, was there like a room that was like super horrifying where people were like celebrating a traditional trick or treat Halloween? And <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all party teenagers. It was real evil here. Or in another room where like you go in there and a bunch of Pharisees start arguing with you. Right? <laughs> about faith it didn't go way back then. It was very relevant to the times. It was right? basically you should have a mundane teenage life. Basically, it was like. We need to scare you enough to accept Jesus into your life. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a concerning thing to get saved under duress. Yeah. Well, I don't know, think that's how I always call it fire insurance, you know, it's like. But yeah, the fire insurance yeah, saved right. technique. Well, the Holy Ghost weenie roast yeah, is much less. That, uh, <laughs> that less... sounds like it's probably less horrifying to experience, but it sounds like it would be more horrifying. It sounds painful. <laughs> well. So it's really oh, just—it's yes. <laughs> really just a bonfire with like s'mores and hot dogs, right? Oh, okay. Hot dog—it's a hot dog situation. Um, <laughs> Thank. But um, we, we weren't thinking anything different. No, we? of course not. But uh, so I always a thought the title like who came up with this and was this focus grouped. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think the idea was that like what goes on in Halloween is problematic and is in tension with Christian values. Therefore, we will create our own thing. Mm. But that own mm -hmm. thing. As Christians are wont to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Except that own thing looked exactly like what Kelly described in a lot of ways. Although, I don't know, we didn't have a, there was no tractor situation. But it was mm -hmm. just, you know. All the, it like, was a big hill. It, <laughs> it was a very big hill, and we were small yeah. children. And I grew up right next to the water, so no big hills. But, you know, it was like hay rides and pumpkins and all the exact same stuff, minus the spookiness. Just no spooky. No spooky. Except. No occult. The spooky Holy Spirit. Right. right. That's the only spirit we're allowed to have. <laughs> so we did manage to kind of like almost, like we had, one year we had like, pumpkin carving activity which was very controversial was it <laughs> at the judgment house at, right outside of the judgment house right <laughs> like so that decided going, which room you were going to end up in at the judgment right. house so do you want to go have s'mores or do you want to carve a pumpkin you know it's like which one do you choose but why not both <laughs> you know yeah i can actually remember kind of the it would have been after the like satanic panic of the like late 80s because i was born in 1990 um, <laughs> oh, <gosh>. yeah <laughs> but i do remember very young we had our we had a wana on wednesday nights a wana Oh, oh my Awana. god. Uh, I haven't thought about what Awana Bible, is in a long time. Yeah, it was a no Okay, idea. explain it for <laughs> uh, a very confused yeah, men explain in the room. It for the C &E So it was a yeah. it was a, a Christian group for children and Did we it stand for something? Uh, approved workmen are not ashamed. Is that really, really? it? Approved workmen? Approved approved workmen are not ashamed. Huh. That's really what it stands it's for? It's from Dang it, I think it's from a verse in Timothy. I'm sure it is. Oh, I'm going to fail my sword drill right now. Oh, I remember the song, if that counts. There was a whole, like, no. <laughs> Sherry's looking at me silently. 
God. No, y'all can look it up. Um, but you start as, like, pre-K. And it. I think we went up to high school, and there were, like, you could compete once a year with other churches in these games, but basically it was a Wednesday night send the kids to do a lesson and, like, social hour. But we memorized many Bible verses. Not the one that Awana comes from. Apparently not. <laughs> I'm a little out of practice. <laughs> um, but, and we learned them in the King James, too. Oh, naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Hocus um, Pocus. Like Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Actually, when they were doing the these and thous, I was like, this is how I learned the Bible. With all the these and thous. Of course. You know, the original translation. The original, yeah. But did Awana but, do... So, Awana Halloween? would fall on Wednesday night, and our town trick-or-treating was always on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And so, every year, it was a battle to get out of going to Awana or youth group and go trick-or-treating with my friends who didn't go to church. And every year, I went to church. But Awana did try to do costumes one year. It was, like, nothing scary, but you could go as... Dress up as your favorite Bible character? Well, no, not... The first year was, like, <laughs> I could I could go as a Dalmatian, which was my favorite thing in 1996. The next year, though, they restricted it to just Bible characters. And then the year after that, they did away with it entirely. They got a lot of Bathsheba. There's, yeah, I was going to say, there's not a lot of diversity in dressing up as Bible characters. Oh, no! I mean, there's... <laughs> Wait, yeah. There's actually probably a lot of ca- Bible characters that aren't PC at all, right? There are some choices. <gasps> I, I mean, Satan's a Bible character. I so. I bet somebody did that. I don't remember it, but I wouldn't be surprised if like that happened. So next, like the next year, we would walk around and collect candy, but we didn't get to dress up. And for me, like, I did love the candy, but I loved the dressing up and the make believe and the like. I don't know, just or, I'm not future gonna, theater kid here. Name who it is, but your friend's dad would have gone as Judas to that, just to mess with that. <laughs> so so right. how does one dress up as Judas? I mean, what's the what's the tell in that costume that you're, you're you Judas? Have a noose is, it, around is it like your, your intestines <laughs> coming out because you fell over? I mean, there you go. Silver. But bag, yeah. Bag of shekels. I wonder if, like, I think the end of that was when Harry Potter started to be published, and so I think there was a new wave of, like, we can't, even something that is as goofy as Hocus Pocus was viewed with suspicion. And this was happening, like, almost overlapping with the the tractor trick-or-treating groups. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to think that, like, on the one hand, we had this fun community event. On the other, there was a huge suspicion of anything that involved witches, whether they were good or bad, Anything with magic was viewed as suspicion in case we, like, I don't know, summoned a demon? Was a gateway the drug. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. Like, it was very a, it was a very slippery slope in how it was taught in church for me, I think. Like, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, which is, it runs into the same, like, Leviticus um, legalism that's, like, you know, also why people use the clobber text against gay people. Where they take this verse, but nobody talks about the Leviticus verse with shellfish or, yeah. you know, putting your wife in a tent during her period. Yeah, right. So wearing it, clothes of two different... Two different, different yeah. yeah. It was like a very... we're all doing right now. Yeah, oh, we're sure. all centers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a very selective and unnuanced interpretation of 
scripture, mm-hmm. I guess, was like yeah. led to that fear. Yeah. And, and uh, Marty, maybe you could help out with this uh, a little bit. Um, this is not a Bible drill. Um, but I mean, you do see you do see passages in the Bible about like, don't do sorcery and the sorcerers who do this, this kind of stuff, you know, this um, not really. I mean, I don't think they call it witchcraft in this in the like, I don't think they would go out and call it like what it is. But they do talk about like this, you know, don't go to the sorcerers and, and ask them to do this magical, magical stuff. What actually is and, you know, just for people who are maybe listening to this and haven't thought about it too much. What is this relationship between Halloween, witchcraft, and and the Bible? I mean, what is the nature of that tension to begin with? To begin with, I mean... Well, Halloween is like All Hallow Eve, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like the next day is All Saints yeah, Day. Yeah, All Saints Day, yeah. Right? So the tradition is, is that people would go walk through the cemeteries and pray for the souls that are in purgatory, mm-hmm. right? So this is where it kind of all, you get the hmm. the kind of the other world, I guess you would say, or the- Thinning of the veil, kind of. Right. I have some research on that if you want. Go so for it, is, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Settle in, y'all. Nerd. <laughs> so just, and I've done a little research on this before, kind of, I don't want to call it pagan research because that's just sort of like an overarching topic, but a lot of the pre-Christian societies, at least in the Western world, this was the time of harvest for them. And there was three harvests, one in August, one in September, one in October, or whatever they called it then. And the October one, uh, All Hallows' Eve, uh, has another name in Irish. Samhain is how it's spelled, but it's pronounced something else. Uh, Mm -hmm. Essentially, that was the last harvest. So that was when everything that was left is taken in and essentially, when you consider the the harvest and like the yearly cycle, uh, that was their new year, and that was when hmm. they were done. Like that's when everything was dead. It was picked. It was good, and you're back in there for the winter, with like spring being new life, etc. So because that was the time of death, and I think there was some, I think several like local gods had died and rebirthed later, but because that was the time of death, the veil was thinnest because the spirit world was kind of it was a dark day, kind of like a yeah, what, what was your... You I'll did this research and made a parallel with Christianity. Well, because on one of the question topics was, what can Christians take away from Halloween? And there are a lot of parallels to Good Friday in the fact that it's a time of mourning, a time of remembrance, kind of like the darkness is coming, preparation, and like there is a new day coming, whether that's Yule, whether that's Easter, but kind of taking Halloween as like, this is a kind of time of remembrance and a time of mourning. The veil being torn. The veil being torn. Uh, And then, like, pausing and reflecting and then waiting for, like, the new spring later. Right. And and I think that's the tradition of, like, the Puritans when they would, like, walk Mm. through the the cemeteries and pray. And then you even, like, get the idea of trick-or-treating comes from, like, the kids would go out and they would pray for the souls to be released from purgatory and they'd go up to houses and people would give them what they called what soul cakes mm-hmm. like these soul cakes to give to the souls that were, were they full bars of soul cakes? <laughs> you know i don't know what the economic status was of each of them but i'm sure there's probably loaves and then there were cakes and then there was like you know mm-hmm. mini cakes mm-hmm. mini cakes and you know popcorn stuff and yeah. you know 
Um, but that was the idea. Like, so these these souls would be released on All Saints Day. Like, that's how they would celebrate it. Mm. And you even saw that in Hocus Pocus at the mm-hmm. end when, what was the guy's name? That was the cat. Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. Thackeray. Like he said, (laughs) like the day had passed, the sun had risen, and he said, my soul had been set free. Right. And his sister was waiting for him. Spoilers. But the sister is waiting for him at the end. Because for some reason, siblings are the most important relationship. I am here for this. So. I loved that element. Yeah. But I mean, that's where. As a sibling. Yeah, that's where you got Mm -hmm. the. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, that's that makes sense. Because he, he actually said, my soul's been freed. Right. And so it took people walking through, you know, witches' houses and walking around the neighborhood to mm-hmm. get the right, you know, situation so that his soul could be free. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where this tradition comes from. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like it's a that was actually a good um, choice on the filmmakers to be able to make that like historical connection there mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize was there. Yeah. Well, there's also the self sacrifice element, right? Like part mm-hmm. of it was the he was stuck in the cat body perpetually, I guess, until they got rid of these witches. But like part of his journey was. He wasn't there watching. I guess he wasn't being a good babysitter with his sister. He let his sister wander into the woods. And that's why you always take care of your sister. Yeah. This is why you lock your siblings in. I mean, what? <laughs> but it was also like, it made me think like, so they made him a cat that was could never die. Indestructible until, cat, yeah. I mean, it's right. kind of living the dream as far as I'm concerned, but yeah. Same for Zach. Not for me. I'm allergic to cats. So you I was wouldn't like, be if you were. That would be actually, yeah. yeah. That um, is your purgatory. That's yeah. right. Um, but it was kind of like um, he was guarding this house so the witches wouldn't, wouldn't return. Mm. But yet, yeah. if he didn't, his soul would never be free. Yeah. So when would he be like living? Right. Yeah. Does that, that make was sense? his punishment. He kind of needed them to come back to be put down permanently to mm-hmm. be freed. Does that right. mean? <laughs> you use the language we use about cats. Like he was to be put, put down, down. <laughs> permanently. No spoilers, right? No spoilers in this. In this no spoilers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, it came out in 1993. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> It's and okay. Disney Plus well, two of us just saw it in the last day, so you know. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna advertise that this is an first. episode about Hocus Pocus. Yes. If yeah. you are listening and you haven't seen the movie, uh, go watch. This watch was the movie mistake. first and then come to the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what's the what's the big deal about? Uh, so why does what what's the what is the what is the beef the church has with with Halloween anyway? Probably because it has like non-Christian roots, and it was something that like a lot of. Right, like Easter, we were able to adapt pretty clearly. If you think of like... So it's the same with Christmas. Yeah, same, like think about St. So, Patrick. So, so it's a yeah. holiday that the Christian church couldn't take over. Tether. Yeah, I guess there was just something... Yeah, I wonder I why we couldn't and isn't adapt it. What? Yeah. We, we did take it over. Holy Ghost weenie rooms. But no, I mean, I think maybe we just need to get more creative because, like, we were basically Mm -hmm. like, okay, Mm -hmm. we want we want a holiday. Uh, Cool, we got Jesus's death. What else do we got? Oh, Jesus was born. Like, 
<laughs> Those are the bookends. So Those maybe book Halloween ends. should just be about Jesus' baptism. But as more of a serious answer, I think it does tend to just be much more connected to that idea of purity culture that the capital C church pushes, you know, especially within the last, what, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the evangelical church, particularly, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, with the, especially with the, the, and I think a lot of it also ties into the late 80s, you know, satanic kind of fears. Like, I'm like, I'm reading Dark Places by Jillian Flynn right now, and it's all about that kind of stuff. I was like, hmm. I didn't even realize that was such a thing. Mm-hmm. And I know at D&D, y'all are big D&D players. Right. It's a huge, like, problem in the 80s. Yeah, because, because you're casting yeah. spells. Yeah. It's like, spells. It's, it's very strange for somebody, because I, I definitely got the echoes of that. But also, I was such an imaginative kid that, like, I didn't need a game to make me think that I was magical. I ran around my <laughs> woods wanting, yeah. pretending to talk to a woodland creature. Like, it was it was already there for me. And I don't know. I guess I just... I don't think people give kids enough credit sometimes because, well, of course, kids can be dumb and light the black flame candle <laughs> like Max does. Right. Kids yeah, let's can, see what this does. Right, let's yeah. see what this does. That is yeah. just being a kid. Kids can also be heroic and stand up for their little siblings, even if it's hard and you may do it wrong sometimes. But, like, he figured it out. He got there. And, like... But he was very skeptical He was. the whole thing. Well, but yes. I think, I think kids maybe skeptic. know more of, like, like what's me. good... What's good and bad? <laughs> from California. Well, yeah, I was going to say, well, he was from California, so. Yeah, what is he trusted? With the tie-dye everywhere. With the tie-dye. And the weird fish sheets. Did y'all ever watch Eerie, Indiana, the, the kid's show from the no. 90s? That, that kid was also in that. Oh, that's funny. That what show? Eerie, Indiana. It was kind of so like. he was like a celebrity for a few years like, there. It was kind of like, uh, it was like a kid version of that show, Eureka. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was kind of like that, right? Yeah. Wow, yeah. It was like, I think it was on maybe Nickelodeon or something like that in the late 90s. That's so mm-hmm. maybe it's not. Yeah. But, you know, I think some of this, like, the tension of, like, faith communities and Halloween. Well, maybe not Halloween, but, like, I think the tension between just witchcraft and the idea of witches um, and who witches are in societies. Um, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a really interesting element um, that I don't think we just blame on church though i think church is a place where it plays out but it's really all about patriarchy but yeah. right but um so i think that element is interesting like just looking at how these three women are portrayed even in hocus pocus right like right. i think it's interesting to look at who these women are and why that's threatening uh to society they're each kind a type of trope mm-hmm. too and that's part of the humor and you laugh at it but yeah there's I mean, we've got the whore. Mm-hmm. I guess what? What is Mary? <laughs> what is Mary? Relief. What is Mary? She's, she's the, yeah, yeah, maybe she, like kind of comedic relief. Dumb children. Yeah, yeah, the dog. Like she was. She actually barked. Yeah. Well, and like I think um, what I think the electricity that Winifred, Winifred. uses is very much an Emperor Palpatine thing. I guess Winifred would be yeah. like very much like the harpy, you know, the like yeah. shrill. The the shrill assertive woman. And Sarah is the siren. Yep, yep. You know? mm-hmm. You've got kind of tropes and they're a lot of mythology 
the humor comes well. from the tropes. Mm-hmm. And yet you're like kind of still rooting against them, but also hoping for their next scene because, you know, the kids well, are fun cute. To watch. Exactly. It's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. And on one of the one of the broom scenes kind of near the end, it's like two are on brooms or one was on a broom, one was on a mop, and one was on a vacuum cleaner. The vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. Oh, the anachronisms uh, are hilarious. Yeah, what's the message here that we're <laughs> <laughs> Or the plot hole that those three little girls took their brooms and flew away and it never came back what happened to them? They're the new Sanderson sisters. Yeah. I, well, oh, there's our that'll, sequel. That'll be, there's the reboot there's right the there. Sequel. Boom. Yeah. Well, there's also there's the Disney fact... Disney Plus, hook me up. Get on that. <laughs> the thing that bothers me right plot hole-wise is that, like, Binks, right, like the cat guy, like, when he first gets turned into a cat, like, he just rubs up against his dad's legs and meows... And then when we see him later, 300 years later, he's just like, hey, guys, I can talk. So we talked yeah, about yeah. this. Okay. He spent 300 years learning how to talk yeah, in a that, cat mouth. That was the, uh, that was the that Learning was the human speech Fair. from <laughs> his cat mouth. I buy that. Okay. Like, somehow, I I don't know. But, yeah. That's Maybe what, the only thing time. preventing animals from talking to us is that they haven't had time to learn. Right? They don't they live long, long enough, enough to, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. cats make weird sounds, I bet. If it already knew how to speak, it could figure it out if it gave it 300 years. Mm-hmm. That seems right. Okay. I buy it. Thank you. Yeah. That bothered me. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very interesting, like, they are they are clearly the bad guys. You don't want them to succeed at collecting the children, and yet they're the, they're the movie. Sure. Like, the mm-hmm. scene where they are singing on stage, oh, that's, iconic. I mean, that's the only, that's the only scene in the movie I really need, to be honest. Well, there's the other scene, too, you know, that there's a couple of scenes in there where you sort of root for them. I mean, they're very entertaining on stage. But when they start taking the bullies to task after they get insulted by the bully kids, you know, because all of us wanted to see those two bullies in a a cage hanging above a cauldron, you know. It's like, yes, yes, you know, because the good guy, the good guy is not empowered enough to, you know, egged on by his sister to take on these bullies. But those witches will take them to town. Mm hmm. And the the scene where they went up to the house where the the old guy came out dressed as Satan. Oh yeah. And they just yeah. like <laughs> and they start worshiping but that's, him. That was typical, like back in actually the Salem witch trials, that they would always say that the women were more likely to be tempted tempted mm-hmm. to yeah. witchcraft right. and sorcery than men would be. That comes back to the whole, like, well, Eve was the first to eat the fruit, so clearly exactly. women are more corruptible. It's in the Bible. Yeah. So it was, It was like, when they saw that, like I, I laughed. I, yeah. I, I kind of laughed out loud when they saw Satan, and they were like, oh, my gosh. And then they were telling, telling the guy's wife, you can't talk you can't to him, talk like to him. <laughs> I think what it does is take these, like, the, the, the women tropes especially, and, like, People tried to make witches this scary thing because women with power, women who were different, didn't fit the mold, were scary. Then this movie takes it the whole way around where it's like, your tropes are ridiculous. And this is how ridiculous it actually looks. Mm -hmm. And it like brings it the whole way back around to, I don't know if I'll go so far as empowerment, but there is an element of like, like Paul said, giving the bullies their comeuppance. It's, yeah. That's yeah. satisfying. It's weird how it's almost family-friendly PR for the Halloween holiday as a whole. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, no, Halloween's fine. Like, look, look what a wholesome, lovely community this is. 
Right. Um, like, they're so wholesome and great, but... Yeah. Yeah. They're believers in Halloween. In Halloween. I was also like made the connection of like it had to be a, a virgin who liked the, the <laughs> yeah, right. and it was a That's, guy this time. Thank right? Again, making it fun was, of the like virgin was, trope. Yeah. Yeah, it was a guy this time, and you know, you know, we have the story of Mary in the Bible. Yeah. Right. That, but it was like uh, this idea of the virgin being the person that has to be. The one that sets things in motion for things right. to happen in the right. spiritual world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't understand that, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I imagine that comes from the. I mean, where does purity culture come from? Like, it seems to come from the Bible, but if you look at the Bible, it's much more vague oh. than that, and is more about yeah, who is owning the potential offspring like yeah, anything but if you comes looked at, from. If you look at Mary, she had no power in that culture, right? Right. And then this guy, Max, he had no power. <laughs> he had no power. He had no power. At all. Yeah. Like he was getting bullied. Yeah. By those two guys. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like ice. this idea ice. of ice. By yeah. ice. And what was the other guy's name? I don't that was never relevant. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like I wouldn't even call him something. a bully. Yeah. He was Jay. just kind of like, yeah. like going along for the ride. Yeah. Just be ready, Dave Franco. Yeah. That's well. Mm-hmm. When they first came on screen, I think I said that they were like the OG. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I think they're probably just like the poor man's Jay and Silent Bob. But the Bob's a little not silent, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just interesting to me that it was like the Virgin is this person of weakness. Like Mm. he has no no power, no authority, no anything. Mm -hmm. And yet he's the one that puts the things in motion. Yeah. That's true. In that case, the like Virgin trope becomes like a what was what was mocked because he was like kind of the butt of a joke right but also it takes that like lack of power and makes that character like of course he was the know, hero at the end instrumental. yeah it makes, yeah instrumental yeah. in the plot in the storyline you know yeah it makes them the the initiator of events right so it was that was very interesting to me to see that they used the virgin male mm-hmm. for this movie when we think about our Christian faith as the Virgin Mary. Right, right. Yeah. There's also kind of like this faith like a child element to the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like none of the parents believe, like none of the parents see what's Mm -hmm. happening. And so it's up to the children. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so I saw that kind of element too. And then Jesus said faith like a child, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? But you need to see faith as if as all innocence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That there's something that, that's what I was thinking about the, um, kind of the fear that kids would get into D&D and then like summon a D, or like go on the slippery slope to summoning a demon. But it kind of underestimates kids. Like I think well, kids Kelly. know better what's like right and wrong than we think they do. Yeah. They're watching, they're watching the adults to take their cues from what's <laughs> right and wrong. And what to be afraid of and what to be brave for. Mm-hmm. So it 
I do love that it is like the parents are kind of, they don't believe the kids, but the kids actually know what's going on. They see more than the adults do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I remember those days. Marty, I don't know if you remember those, but it's like when D&D came out and it's like, oh my God, it's going to corrupt our kids and God knows what they're going to do. They're going to all get together, you know, with a couple <laughs> of candles in the basement and be creative. And that's the scariest thing. That's the scariest thing that you can possibly mm-hmm. imagine is kids, you know, on their own using their imagination to conjure <laughs> things that you don't understand. And I think that mm-hmm. um, that is the most terrifying thing to most most parents. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think even today, I think it is. And um, that was persistent. That was persistent. I mean, there were campaigns, big organized campaigns against Dungeons and Dragons back in the day. Um, right. I even remember a story when, you know, we had church on Sunday night. We had Sunday night. We had we had Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then Wednesday nights was our times. And, like, my dad would preach two sermons on Sunday, which mm-hmm. I, like, I give kudos to him to try to pull that off two different Um, sermons yeah um but one one sunday night this these people came in and wanted to say a few words at the end of service about some kind of program that they were doing and they they started talking about how cartoons and and all these cartoons were like really damaging to um, kids' spiritual growth, uh-huh. hmm. um, and he he referenced the Smurfs. If you know the Smurfs, <laughs> oh he yeah, referenced, oh, no. he referenced nothing's the, more dark than Papa Smurf. I know, I know. Oh no, the whole Smurfette thing was a big, oh, big deal for the only female in the whole thing. You know, well. um, but and then he referenced the. The Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that, but mm-hmm. there was a cartoon about Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Yeah, I've seen that was it. crazy. I used yeah. to watch that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, th- their whole thing was like that. That is, that is of the world. It was of you know, the powers beyond God to right. That well, that influences our kids, and and I remember my dad like I was you know my dad always greeted everybody coming out of the doors and everything. And he looked at me and said, son, don't listen to them. That's Aww. amazing. And my, that was my dad was pretty conservative. Yeah, he was yeah. like, and I think my dad realized that, you know, there is imagination for kids. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel. Fitzgerald and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com.